Well, movies not only reach the head, but they reach the heart. And your move, anytime you com- accompany uh, truth with love, compassion, emotion, art that makes it more beautiful, it is so persuasive. We know that only God can change the heart. He can only he can open people's eyes. But he has entrusted this technology to us because it combines so many different art forms. You've got example. You've got the power of story. You've got the power of music. You've got the power of the visual. Uh, the character development and, and your care and concern for all these things all wrapped together in this one powerful media that we've been entrusted with. What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Trevor Talks. I'm your host, Trevor Tyson, and I'm super excited that each and every single one of you are here for this very special episode. Now, as you read in the little title for this episode, we have the Kendrick Brothers joining us, but I thought it would be super fun before they hop on to have some of my favorite actresses in the world join me. We've got Sherry Rigby and Micah Lynn Hansen, who have both been in Kendrick Brothers movies. Um, Micah has been in Like Arrows and Overcomer. Sherry starred in Overcomer, and I'm pretty sure you were in another one or two of their movies. So if not, she was in October Baby as well, and so many other amazing movies. So welcome to the show, y'all. Hey. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us, Trevor. Of course, and fun fact, Sherry was actually the first person I called to do an interview on this show, and here we are, I think at like episode 105 or 6 or something that. like that. What? So right. this is off. a whole reunion. Ooh, we did kick that. it off with Consider the Lilies, which is an amazing book that Sherry put out. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug, we're going to put the link in the description below with all the Kendrick stuff, but go check that out. Perfect. I want to catch up with you too. So let's start with Michael Lynn. You put out a movie in December. You both have been working on some amazing things, but Mm -hmm. what can we look out specifically for you right now, Micah? For me right now, um, I'm just producing Sherry's podcast, The Women in My World podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's new for me being on that side of things. So that's kind of what I've been working on right now. Um, That's insane. I don't think I have any films coming out. Identity crisis. (laughs) Oh, true. I was uh, the key hair makeup artist on Sherry's feature film directorial debut right yeah yeah um we shot that in january so she forced me into another new role (laughs) she's good at this um so yeah that one is coming out do we have a launch i think release date sometime this fall so we're just kind of waiting on that one yeah yeah so excited about that and that piggybacks on all the things you've been working on too sherry like you stay really busy so you've got (laughs) the podcast you've got your directorial did i say that right debut Mm -hmm. With Identity Crisis, what the heck? How does it feel to be on this side of the screen and on the screen? Like, you what? know what? It's such a great question, Trevor. Well, I love it. I love directing. I started directing probably, gosh, what was it, 2015? And I feel mm-hmm. like that's probably my sweet spot is mm-hmm. where I really love to be creating content. Uh, so Identity Crisis has definitely kept me busy all year mm-hmm. and had Micah by my side on that. Um, the Women in My World podcast, we also became a nonprofit now. So the mm-hmm. Women in My World is womeninmyworld.org. And we are really focused on this year really launching and keeping women at the forefront and uh, creating opportunity, education, resources to put them in front of and behind the camera to influence entertainment and media for Christ. So mm-hmm. we are working around the clock. I have a full-time job is- just telling her, no, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I witnessed that when I was like, like no. 
I was like, hey, can we do this intro? And you're like, um, her schedule is pretty packed, but you know what? We'll get back to you. Just kidding. But I'm so glad we got to do this. And with this interview being specifically around Life Mark with the Kendrick Brothers, mm -hmm. I want to open it up to y'all to discuss the Kendrick Brothers are the real deal on and off the screen. Yeah. What was it like to work with them in a film? Do you want to go? Um, yeah, so my introduction to working with the Kendricks was mm -hmm. Alex playing my son. If you haven't seen Like Arrows, it does make sense at some point, so go watch that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he'll still, sometimes when he sees me, he's like, hey, mom. I was like, hey, son. Um, no, but they really are, they're who they are on an offset, mm -hmm. um, on an off screen. Um, they're followers of Christ first, mm -hmm. and they are about discipleship first and filmmaking second. And I think that is beautiful. And, um, I'm just so grateful to be, you know, it's like cheesy and kind of overused, but I do feel like I get to be in this industry for such a time as this, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, we have people that I know, and this is what I said. And this is actually Kevin who directed like arrows told me, this is what got me the role is after the callback, they asked why would you want to be in this film? And I was like, well, cause I was pretty new. Like this would, would have been my first lead in a big film. And, um, I was like, well, I just, I know that this would be a safe space for me to hone my craft. Mm -hmm. I know I won't be asked to take my clothes off. I know I won't be asked to compromise my morals or my beliefs in any way. And I just know that this will be a safe space for me as a young female in the film industry. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what the Kendricks are and what their film sets are. It's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah, and I think same thing for me. I, you know, the Kendricks are the real deal. I love how they are uh, unabashedly unashamed mm -hmm. of saying, you know, the movies that we make are really ministry first. We are pastor teachers, mm -hmm. and what they do is exactly that. They they really seek God first and foremost about the stories that they're going to tell. Uh, they, you know, even when I love hearing them talk about when they made war room, you know, and they're like, what, we're making a movie about prayer in a closet. Probably not, <laughs> you know, but, but God does those kind of things. Right. And so I love that about them and they, they really do. They, the, they walk out the talk and mm -hmm. it's really cool to see that their discipleship mentoring is really important. When I got to be a part of overcomer with them, you know, Alex, sat across from me as we were filming one of the scenes and said, so what do you want to do acting or directing? And I told him that I would love to direct. And he said, well, what scene do you want to direct? And the next thing I know, he's, you know, thrashing th me or threat, you know, whatever I should say here, like he's pushing me through to direct this scene. And, you know, it was on a very pivotal day when the entire press you know, junction was getting ready to happen and all these people were there and he could have easily said to me, no, no, no. I, you know, these people have come to see me. And what did he do? He was like, nope, Sherry's at the forefront. And he. Hi everyone. If you've been injured in an accident, that was not your fault. Listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 
800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Let me do my thing. And I think that's the kind of humble spirit that they have and really their true focus is to disciple and bring up this generation. And, you know, if you ever get a chance to be on their set, you realize, you know, first is discipleship, unity, team efforts, Mm -hmm. God's first, everything else is second. Uh, And so it's been really cool to be a part of that because now I feel like we get to take that into our own sets and what we desire to create as well. And that's how you create disciples. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to do the same thing as we create content as well. Yeah. Well, and I met Sherry through being on Overcomer. So we met on a Kendrick brother set and I knew that I, I would, I had been praying for a mentor in my life, like a female mentor in the industry and God used the Kendricks to bring me even that. So Mm -hmm. forever grateful for them and what they do. That's amazing. And, and these she's stories... pretty amazing too. Cause she, she's really like, I'm telling you, we both were praying because when I met her, the Lord totally spoke to me, not just over that she had really great shoes on, <laughs> but that he literally, he was like, you're going to walk alongside of this woman for the rest of her life. And that's a very long time, <laughs> you know? To, and, and so, and I didn't even know what that meant, but what I did realize was that I wanted to make sure that I was praying independently. And so when Micah and actually connected, it was probably a couple months later mm-hmm. and we both had been praying over mm-hmm. it and feeling the same thing. So it was really cool to see what God was doing through the Kendricks, through this movie, and then putting us together. And here we are today, you know, mm-hmm. four or five years later. Yep. Yep. That's insane. <laughs> and just hearing these stories, it does nothing but just gives me more appreciation for the just atmosphere that the Kendricks bring into their sets and their movies. And I remember the first time you and I met Sherry, it was at the uh, Columbus, Georgia screening for mm-hmm. Overcomer. And the first thing I know is you walked in like all styled out and Jennifer Willingham was standing next to me. She's like, she's just so stunning. She walks into a room and they just, everybody just stops. Yep. <laughs> Why can't, and I'm like, that's, that's right. So that's right. y'all are both accurate. amazing. That's very accurate. I was just like, mm, is that the first lady? Like, <laughs> who is this? But yes. it's so funny that he threw you into that spot. Cause I'm just waiting for somebody to call. Hey, we need like a 10 second bit of a news anchor for a film. And I'm like, I got you. I got you. Listen, when we're, when we have something, I know we've already texted about it. You will come on and work with. Yes. Yes. So we've got you. I love it. And you heard it here first. Sherry Rigby is going to put me in a movie and it's going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars for the box office in Jesus name. That's right. That's right. Ladies, thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And without further ado, Y'all make some noise in your couches, in your bathroom, in your car, wherever you are for the Kendrick Brothers. What's going on, everyone? As you heard in the intro, I am now joined by none other than the Kendrick Brothers, whom are getting ready to launch their latest film, Life Mark, into theater starting on September 9th. Alex, Stephen, thank y'all so much for being here today. Oh, it's good man. to be with you. Yeah. Looking forward it's, to it. 
It's hilarious because I know that like it's 2022 now. You're about to put out this amazing film touching on the subject of adoption, which is so important to hear, especially in today's day and age. But I specifically remember having my mom drive me two hours to a pre-screening of War Room a few years ago. And then from that, being able to go to the red carpet for Overcomer and now doing this, it's just like Ah. a whole little journey that we've been able to go on together. And you guys didn't even know it. So here we are. No, we didn't. That's cool. And now you're a, a hipster bearded podcaster like so many others. I'm just trying to be like you guys. Cut me some slack. Yeah. <laughs> no, just work on the color, man. Work on the color. Salt and pepper is the goal here. If I can be able to pull it off like you guys and Kurt Cameron and Matt Hammett, I'll just have it made. The whole thing will be a home run yes. and we'll be able to do some more. But uh, I'm I'm super excited to touch on this film, Life Mark. And the first thing I really want to talk about is the heart behind the film. So could you break that down for us and explain to us a little bit of what we can expect in theaters? Yeah, you know, um, Kirk Cameron called us in 2019. We had just finished a film called Overcomer. And Kirk says, guys, you got to watch this short documentary. It was called I Lived on Parker Avenue. He said it crushed my heart. He said it was unbelievable as a, a father. In a good way. Yeah. As a father who adopted four of his six kids, he said, this is just right down my heart. We watched it. Stevens adopted it his daughter. It wrecked us. Yeah. And, and man, it melted our heart. And I said, this has got to be a feature film. Basically, it's about an 18-year-old girl. At the last second, she rolls off the abortion table, tells the doctor, I can't do this. Basically, God speaks to her. Yeah. She walks out, places the baby for adoption. The baby was adopted by a Christian couple who could not have their own children. They had lost two children in infancy. So genetic disease, the doctor says, you can't have your own. Uh, So they adopt David. When David becomes 18 himself, he gets to meet his biological mother. She thought he would hate her. Because of the decision she made. But he wraps her up in a loving hug and it just melts her heart. He says, thank you, thank you, thank you for the decision you made. Thank you for letting me be adopted. I love my family. I'm so grateful. And she just melts and says, I can't believe it turned out like this. Today, the adoptive mother named Melissa Coles, she speaks around the country sharing her story. David is now in his 20s. He passed the bar and is now a lawyer who helps other families adopt. So it's just incredible. And so there's more to this yeah. story. I don't want to re- reveal everything. There's some twists and turns. And some action. And so we made the movie Life Mark, which shares this true story. And it's our first movie based on an actual true story. And again, the elements that are in it happened in real life so we can't wait for people to see it that's phenomenal and with this being the first film that's actually based on a true story what spices things up what makes it a whole lot different for this season of the kendrick brothers with this being solely based on someone else's life well alex and i were just laughing because we feel like we adopted this movie (laughs) instead of it being a biological birth child of our prayers and you know creativity we've taken up a true story where we interviewed the real people and we're diving deep into their what they were thinking what they were feeling their whole journeys and you get to follow in this movie just a wide perspective of people you get to see what is it like for this teenage girl who's afraid doesn't know what to do her boyfriend and her deciding they want to you know have a 
an abortion and then God is speaking to her heart at the same time. You're following the baby growing up. What's it like for him to be adopted? He's talking about that journey. You're following these adopted parents who'd lost two kids and are, are going through the struggles and then the joys of adoption for them. And then to fast forward, what is everybody like 20 years later? And how does that one courageous decision by this mom at the last second affect the whole world of everybody else. And so uh, the conversations they have are like powder keg, emotional conversations. And the true story is they went skydiving the next day after they met. Yeah. <laughs> and so we featured that. It's actually really funny in the movie. And so uh, we think right now the church especially needs to be rising up with clarity uh, because Roe v. Wade being overturned hasn't ended really anything other than it's dropped down to 50 battles at 50 state capitals. Now these state legislators are going to be held accountable by God because it's in their hands to make the decisions about the millions of people in their states. And right now, Hollywood is already planning on making movies and television shows presenting abortion as a wonderful option for people to pursue. And we're presenting a true story showing the wider perspective that you can show compassion for a girl in a pregnancy, not knowing what to do, but also show compassion for the unborn child that has no voice in her womb, that has its own heartbeat and brain waves and DNA and blood type and fingerprints separate from the moms. And you can also show compassion for these people that would love to have kids uh, that can't. And so uh, we think the church could shine right now. We think adoption really needs to be risen up as a beautiful option for people to consider and pray about or to support the families in their community. And having adopted a child myself, my wife and I did, uh, it's amazing that God can give you just as much love for that adopted child as your biological kids. That's phenomenal. And the whole track record for your filmography, I believe, is what it would be called or whatever that is. I'm not a filmmaker, so You're forgive right. me if that's You're wrong. Right. Yes, I got it right. I'm not that dumb. Um, you've gone from flywheel to facing the giants to courageous, fireproof, overcomer, and now life mark. This has been a whole journey, like not only for the people that are watching the films, but for you guys as well. Your cinematography switches up. It gets better every time. The storytelling, the acting, everything increases. Was there any pressure with this film being created, especially coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic and with Roe versus Wade getting overturned? And one thing that I feel just to tag on to this question is like this film isn't coming at the pro-abortioners it's leveling the playing field like not mm -hmm. even politically but just from a storytelling perspective because like you said people are going to be making content based on like hey abortion's a good thing and you guys are just like hey this isn't us preaching at you this is us sharing someone's story that we thought could yes, help someone right. out there so you're leveling the playing field and with that with the films getting better the cinematography getting better what was the pressure like, especially in this political climate, to produce well, Landmark or Lifemark? Yeah, that's, that is a great question because uh, a number of studios in Hollywood that have chased us and wanted our films, they want to get into the faith space and the family-friendly space a little bit more. They came after us, but when they saw this film, they said, that's a topic we are not going to touch. Which is crazy because yeah. they will allow us to put the gospel in films. 
But on this issue, it's too much of a hot button for them. Yeah, so they said uh, numerous studios said, we're not releasing this film. So we said, God, you wanted us to make this film, and the doors open for us to actually make the film. We had supporters, investors. We had you know the actors, the team, the locations. So we shot it. We said, Lord, we're going to give this one to you. And then Fathom steps up to the plate and says, we want to release this film. We'll put it in 1,500 theaters. And they did. In 48 so states. In 48 states. So it's coming out September 9th. They're, they're not doing one or two days. They're giving us a week. And if it does well, they'll expand it to more weeks. And so uh, they said, we're not afraid. And so we're so grateful for that. So um, we're releasing it as a Fathom event. And, uh, and it's got extra material at the end. When we come back up and we let you meet some of the real people, we share the gospel at the end. So we're grateful for that. And, uh, and this film, at the same time as coming out, as you, as you know, Roe vs. Wade's just been overturned. And now Hollywood is making some television shows and films right now that promote abortion, that promote choosing that avenue. They'll tell some heart-touching stories, all fake, but heart-touching stories that make the audience go, oh, maybe abortion is the right, right path. So we're not doing that. We're giving you a true story that actually happened where the girl gets off the abortion table and it turned out beautifully. And yes, there are some hurdles along the way. Life is messy, but the end result was so good so beautiful. And now David, that was moments away from being aborted, is now married and helping other families adopt their children. And so I'm like, this has got to be shared. We just let the story speak for itself. So yeah, there was a lot of stuff in the way, but at the same time, we, God has been faithful and I can't wait to see what he does with this film. I'm excited as well. And the fact that Fathom and uh, Kirk Cameron stepped up to the plate to really make this thing happen is encouraging. One question I do have is for those people that are listening to this right now and are hardcore abortion advocates, maybe they don't understand the point of or the perspective that you're coming from, from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. How would you sure. pitch this film to them and how would you encourage them to watch this with an open mind and to actually hear this true story? Well, I would say put yourself in the shoes of someone else. Get out of your self-centered you know, comfort zone and ask yourself the question, what if I was in the womb and, uh, and other people who have been given the chance at life, my life is placed in their hands. What would love do in this situation? If we were to ask, what does comfort choose or what does, what do I feel like doing? Uh, or how's it going to benefit me? You'll make one decision. But Jesus says we need to live life with a love for God and love for other people. And when they ask him, well, what does love look like? He gives us the good Samaritan story of a guy who doesn't choose his comfort zone. He's willing to see the need of somebody else and show compassion for them and meet them at their point of need. And so it says in Proverbs 31 that we should speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for those that are destined for destruction. Abortion should not only be, it shouldn't be an issue about whether or not it's legal. It should be unthinkable. Because we in our generation look back at slavery and we say, how in the world could they have tolerated slavery so long? Treating these people that are made in the image of God and they're valuable like they're just properties, that like, they're, like they're just expendable. We look back at the atrocity of that with clear vision. At the time, though, all the political climate, all the money that was involved, it was really intoxicating people to choose what is comfortable and uh, popular rather than what is right and just in that situation. So right now, my hope is that 10, 15, 20 years from now, abortion is unthinkable. 
that if we ought to let these girls, if you're really pro-choice, what about the millions of choices this baby is not going to be able to make now? And I would say, let the mom hold the baby first and look into its eyes before she makes the decision. Because 70% of the time, if a girl who's pregnant will have an, a, a sonogram, she'll change her mind. When she sees it's a beating heart, it's a different blood type and DNA and fingerprint and brain and heart of her own. Oftentimes it's the blood type of the dad, not the mom. It's not a part of her body, even though it's in her body. And so there's so many lies that are wrapped up in, uh, you know, proposed by people that are motivated by greed and money. And I would say we have an opportunity to show incredible compassion for any girl or, or any couple that is in an unwanted pregnancy. But... Can you think of anything more vulnerable or innocent than an unborn child? And we need to be in a situation where we give it a voice. And if she doesn't want to have the child or raise it, there are, so, there are hundreds of thousands of couples that cannot have children that would long to raise that child. And this movie is one example of that. You know, So I think compassion at every level, not lopsided fake compassion in a small situation for just a mom at the, at the death and destruction of everybody else that's involved. Wow. And this is all so encouraging to hear. And just to kind of pivot the conversation a little bit. So this film is talking about the adoption story for this young kid. And it's encouraging to hear that, like, there are millions of decisions that this kid will make in his whole life. He's married. He's having a great life, etc. What are some ways that the church and Christians in general can step up and help out the current epidemic within the foster care system and provide more resources, more hope, mm -hmm. and more love to the children that are currently in it. So, so I'm going to say this. Actually, there's a number of ways. Matter of fact, that's one of the things we were thinking when we were building our website, lifemarkmovie.com, knowing that we don't need it just to show the trailer, just to show the actors or where your theater is. Mm -hmm. You can go to it for those, those reasons. But also, we have a whole section of partners. So when someone says, who do I talk to? We have ministry and people ready. What's the number I can call right now? We have that ready. You know, if I want to adopt, where can I go? We have options ready. And there is a long line of people watching. Wanting to adopt. And there are churches stepping up saying, hey, if Roe versus Wade is over, overturned and now it is, how do we get involved? How, how can we provide nurture? So even our own church has five locations just in our community where a woman can come that needs advice, counsel, help, support, uh, resources that can come and be mm -hmm. ministered to to help with her baby. And so our church is funneling people, time, money into reaching out to them as well. But we need that happening at a national <clears throat> level. We need the church nationwide and other countries saying we will reach out. We will help those that need it compassionately and lovingly. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we want to present truth and defend it, but we also want to love. Jesus mm -hmm. did that really well. We're supposed to emulate him. Yeah, and I think the important thing here is that you guys actually are inviting people to the table to have a conversation, to witness the film. Not only that, but you're providing resources to answer those questions that a lot of people are really scared to tackle this topic today's day and age. And with all of the different messages that you've put out in your filmography from the past, what gives you the drive to continue to pick up the pen and keep creating films for today's day and age? Well, movies not only reach the head, but they reach the heart. And your move, anytime you accompany uh, truth with love, compassion, emotion, 
art that makes it more beautiful. It is so persuasive. We know that only God can change the heart. He can only, he can open people's eyes, but he has entrusted this technology to us because it combines so many different art forms. You've got example, you've got the power of story, you've got the power of music, you've got the power of the visuals, uh, the character development and, and your care and concern for all these things all wrapped together in this one powerful media that we've been entrusted with. The world is using it oftentimes for uh, wrong purposes, to lead people astray, uh, to promote the destruction of marriages, the destruction of children, rebellion, you know, anger, hatred, you know, there's so much venom uh, that it's leading people morally away from where they need to be. We think that you can make very entertaining and inspirational movies and yet use them for good, where you leave the theater a better person than when you walked in and that we're helping you not only with your faith in God, but we're helping you with the most important relationships in your life, helping your marriage to be stronger, your relationship with your kids to be stronger, your own sense of purpose and identity in life. And so we're praying right now that God will continue to give us storylines and ideas. And uh, because the impact is not only local, but it's going to 80 countries around the world. And we're hearing people's lives being transformed by the truth that comes from God's word, man, we, we want to keep praying and keep moving forward. And we're actually even investing in the next generation of Christian filmmakers to try to help train them up so they can keep doing it too. Uh, so this is like modern day parables, uh, but wrapped up in a media that can really go to the ends of the earth. Wow. And what is the number one message that you want the audience to walk away from after seeing this film? God creates life. He is the author who gives humanity the option to procreate life, and it is worth defending, it is worth treasuring and stewarding, and it is up to us to value that because we are designed in the image of God, Scripture says, and that we need to defend those who cannot defend themselves, but do so lovingly and truthfully, and that adoption is a beautiful option over abortion. And so when people see this film, there is hope, there is, there is redemption, there is forgiveness available for those who will choose it. And so we want to minister, we want to be a part of that avenue for people to find. So this movie is our first step. The, the ministries we're partnering with, helping that happen, and hopefully we'll, we'll inspire more of the body of Christ and churches nationwide and beyond to step up to the plate. Come on. And for the person listening today that has been adopted, that may be questioning their life's value, purpose, sense of identity, what words of encouragement would you give to them today? I would say that the Lord created you. He placed you in the specific womb he wanted you to be born in. And it says in Psalm 139 that not only are you fearfully and wonderfully made, but that every day of your life, he already is aware of what you're going to go through. God's plan is always uh, what it says in uh, Ephesians 2.10. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he's prepared beforehand for you to do. So he's going to use your adoption journey as a way to point people back to God because God is the father to the fatherless. There are great people in scripture that were adopted, including Moses, Esther, and Jesus was adopted by his earthly father, Joseph. And so uh, my wife and I adopted our baby girl from China, and we see how God's plan for her is so incredible and special. And I would say that anyone who's been adopted, uh, you can know that every believer in Jesus Christ, the Bible says, God adopts us. 
So all of us who are, have placed our faith in Christ, God spiritually adopts us and he becomes our father. And so adoption should be something that we celebrate, never anything that we should look down on. Come on. And Alex, did you want to add anything to that? Man, uh, we were just excited. We, we can't wait to see what the Lord's done. You know, we, when we screened it uh, a week ago, there was a man in the audience, 32 years old. He comes to me right after the film. He says, uh, Alex, he had tears in his eyes. He said, Alex, uh, my wife and I have been unable to have children, and I have been um, uh, opposed to adoption. My wife is open to it. And I'm sitting here watching this film, Life Mark, and halfway through the film, the Lord tags my heart and says, you can do this. And he said, I just melted, and I'm going home right now to tell my wife I am open to adoption. Let's start praying that through. And I was like, oh, Lord, if you can do this regularly, if you could touch people's mm-hmm. heart and melt it and just point in the direction you would have them to go, mm-hmm. that's what we want. So yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to see what happens. That's so awesome. And lastly, where can people buy tickets and find out more about the Kendrick Brothers? You can go to lifemarkmovie.com. You can, uh, at lifemarkmovie.com, there's uh, an opportunity to put your zip code in. You can see what theaters are playing, a life mark around you. I would tell people, buy tickets early uh, because they're selling out in different theaters. There's limited show times. There's limited theaters that are playing it. It's in 1,500 screens in 48 states, but uh, some of those cities are selling out the show times early. But at lifemarkmovie.com, there's other resources. There's ministry resources that are there, and uh, if it does well that oh, that first week, Fathom has talked about extending it beyond that to another week. We hope that will happen. Uh, concerning us, you can go to KendrickBrothers.com or you can follow us on Facebook. We've got a, a, a big following there and we're always updating about the movies and things that we're working on. I love that so much. And we're going to put the links for all this stuff in the description below. If you are listening to this right now, get your tickets. Go see Life Mark. Alex, Steven, thank you so much for joining us today. Good to talk to you. Thank you, man. Take care. This, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories and our destination dreams with abide sleep stories for kids you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about god to find these kids bedtime stories go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for abide stories for kids you can also download the abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com